Welcome in to episode 33 of the Breathing Orange Fire podcast. This is the ALCS edition. We are through two games of the American League Championship Series. Uh, the Astros are down zero to two. Uh, Gabe, um, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about the meme of the little kid crying with the buzz cut with the OU shirt on when Texas really put it to him and, and blew him out. Uh-huh. I am that child right you're now. Cr- you're crying uh-huh. inside. You're crying. You're I mean, sobbing. You, you can say inside, but I don't know that I'd I don't know that I'd make that distinction. Have you have you cried today, Gabe? Have you or yesterday? I, I have not cried. I Jim Valvano would say it was not a good day. I almost cried when I failed at the gym today. And then the Astros, uh, you know, screwed up. I, I, my last set, my mm-hmm. uh, squats. I was trying mm-hmm. to do a personal record, and mm-hmm. I uh, blew that on my last two. I of uh, my last set, I couldn't get the last two reps in, mm-hmm. and had to get spotted by someone. And then mm-hmm. my um, overhead press, I had to. Uh, I didn't get the last two done again on my last set. So. You know, I'm trying to add five pounds every single time that I mm-hmm. do this. So that means mm-hmm. I don't get to add the five pounds this time. So that, that almost made me cry. And then I had to be at work while the Astros were playing. And that almost made me cry. And then Framber gave up four runs in the first inning. And I did cry. <laughs> Just a little bit. Gabe's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, it sounds like. There, um, was, sur- there was surrender Cobras of plenty around Houston during that first inning. Yeah. Um, do you know what the Do you know what the surrender cobra is? It's one of my yeah, favorite yeah. Those crowd shots where the people have their hands they, behind, like they're doing sit ups or something, right? Like their hands. That's right. Their hands behind upright. the head. It, mm-hmm. That's right. It looks like the cobra hooding itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things when we do it to someone else. It's not so much fun when it happens to us. Mm. So. The two games, both in Houston, the Astros lost two to zero on Sunday and then five to four on Monday. Uh, So we'll start with game one. Uh, I think I texted you early and said we had bad JV, um, bad Verlander for the game. But that really proved I was wrong. He he wasn't his best, but in JV fashion, he limited the damage despite not having his best uh outing so let me yeah let let me talk a little bit about let me amplify a point you made okay the first 20 or 21 hitters that swung all made contact with the ball not all in fair play there was some foul balls he had no strikeouts or anything like that um he gave up a decent amount of traffic one run he got really really lucky before the home run yeah um three two pitch and that ball was absolutely off the plate by a good bit um if you saw the umpire scorecard today, it wasn't particularly close, right? Yeah. Um, and the next hitter up was a, a was a home run. Should have been a three to nothing game, but it was only two to nothing. And then you know you said, hey, let's get to their bullpen. We did not get to their bullpen until the eighth inning. And you know, right on cue, we got our second break from behind home plate. By the way, the umpire had a really really good zone yesterday. I thought he was great but he missed two pitches really, really obviously, and they were both huge calls in Houston's favor, right? He yeah. kept the run off the board, and the other one was putting Altuve on, Altuve on base in a 2 to nothing game um, in the eighth inning. He 
three one pitch that got called a ball that was like I mean that was an entire the entire ball was strike zone. Yeah, right. Put him on first base. Fragman comes up, hits the ball really long way, and just barely misses the Crawford boxes. Just barely miss hitting off the wall. Their left fielder makes like his fourth really good play of the game, ticking yeah. me off. Altuve with the toot one. In case you don't know what a toot one is, it's T O O T B L A N, and that stands for thrown out on the bases like a nincompoop. Yeah. Um, Jose Altuve is maybe the all-time leader in two ones. <laughs> I was going to say Hall of Fame caliber players. He's quite, a, he's um, quite adept at at that. He, that's one of yeah. his his specialties. We we discussed earlier in the season that it's it's perversely endearing, but uh, yeah, it no, wasn't uh, so freaking endearing last night. Man, it was not. It, it was not. Um, that ball that Bregman hit because uh, we because we were going back and forth during the game on like I wonder if we're getting very unlucky because it kind of had that feeling a few times. Right. So that ball in particular, that double play Bregman hit that 103 miles an hour off the bat, the expected batting average on a ball hit that hard at that angle is 560. So 56% of the time that's a hit. Uh, that so would have got been a barrel a- there, right? Yeah. You got a barrel. And that yep. would have been a home run in two, only two of the 30 parks, but um, you know, five that, feet to the left, it would have been a home run at Minute Maid Park. Yep. So a, a little bit unlucky there. Um, but overall, Gabe, because because we were talking about that, because it seemed like we had some hard hit. But Bregman had another one in the first inning, right? Uh, that ended up being a yep, line a absolutely. line out. Um, that Yainir Yainir had a ball in the hole that they made a really good play on. Tucker had a ball um, that the second baseman made a good play on. Uh, in the uh, in in the ninth, Jose Abreu hit a ball 108 miles an hour, and it was an out. Uh, that's a hit 85 percent of the time, <laughs> and it was an out. Uh, also, 85 percent of the time, a hit is Dubon in the seventh, hit a ball 105 yeah. miles an hour for a line out. That is a hit 85 percent of the time. Beyond those, hey, like you said, uh, uh, I mean, Diaz, that's, you said beyond yeah. those, that's six or seven right there. Yeah, Diaz, Diaz, uh, on the ground out in the in the seventh. Uh, that's a that's a hit forty nine percent of the time. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was uh, there was some some bad luck. You know, the Rangers had a few of those too. Uh, there was some bad luck. Uh, not, I wouldn't say, uh, you know, a, 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 a spectacularly bad bad luck game or anything like that but the timing well, we did, we didn't also, work, didn't work well yeah we also didn't have any bloops we didn't have any bleeders we didn't have anything that went our way right All that's true that's well that's struck. true that's well the struck. other side of that that's i was just talking about hard hit balls that did not that had nothing to show for but there you're right there is the opposite sometimes where you get weak you know weak weak balls that actually um you know end up being being something um and, and that their first run scores because of that, right? It wasn't a weak ball, but it was absolutely a play that could have been made by Abreu at first base, right? Right, and, and yeah. it ends up going off of his glove for a double. Yeah. Um, and th- there's no way in heck that ball should have been a double, right? Um, I don't know if Tucker was a little lazy going for it. Um, I, I would have liked to see a little bit more of a sense of urgency. I think he even he ends up scoring anyway, but it's hard to say, you know. I mean, like maybe a guy's on first and and the next ball ends up being a double play ball. 
another place the Astros got unlucky. Two out hits. They got three two out singles in a row. And we had to play station to station baseball. Um, one of them, even on a three two count, where Maldonado was running and he, he stopped at second because those were two balls hit very hard to left field. Right? Yeah. And yeah. because they were, if those balls would have been hit, if they would have been instead of sharp line drives at 100 miles an hour, if they would have been little humpback liners or something like that, or if they would have made the guy move 15 feet right or left. But instead, they were just bullets hit right to him, one hoppers. Yeah. And we couldn't take the extra base on any of those. So, I mean, that that's one of those things that, like, hey, that could have played out entirely differently, especially with two outs in the inning, right? Sure. And, you know, it's it's unusual when you play station to station on two outs, especially on a 3-2 count where the runner's going. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was a little bit of bad luck. Did you happen to see what the uh, expected base hit average on the um, on the the Seager ball was that he the, ended up scoring on the the single that he hit yeah, the double the double that went off of Brayu's glove oh that wasn't Seager that was uh Evan oh, Carter that, right oh okay Carter did you see what Carter's was yeah he hit it hard it was 103 off the bat um it's a 410 expected average on that so one. there so there you go I mean that's the thing I said they made a nice play on Yiner. Mm-hmm. And that's a 490 expected batting average, right? We had a 410. Yep. Yes, he hit it hard. It's not it's not some sort of like horrific luck on our part that it ended up being a double. No. But I can guarantee you the expected slug on that was less than 500. And he ended up with an actual slug of 2,000, right? Yeah. That's a big, big difference. Fregman's ball, the batting average might have been 570, but the expected slug on that was probably, you know, one. 1500 1700 because it would have been a home run a couple of different places and if that is a hit it's a double or a triple depending on how the ball you know rolls around there's no world where that's that ball's a single right yeah um so yeah i mean you're looking at on on the expected slug on just comparing those two balls you know one that carter hit and then the play that he made on you know that's a that's a three thousand difference on the expected slug yeah right there right i mean at least um, you know, that, that kind of stuff, you don't get any bleeders, you don't get any bloops. They, you know, you, the balls that you square up, you hit right at them. Um, and they either turn into outs or, or they can't advance and, you know, your pitcher can't make anyone swing and miss. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, you got a two nothing loss where you say, Hey, we didn't really get outplayed so much as just baseball happened. I mean, we, we didn't outplay them. It's not like we deserved to win that game, but we didn't deserve to lose it either would be my takeaway. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's the thing that we've been talking about, you know, ever since we started talking about the playoffs. It, these series are coin flips because they are small samples. Um, and, and, and no, I'm not saying that because the Astros lost. I mean, look, the... <laughs> Every the the twin series was a coin flip. They're all coin flips when you have two good teams playing against each other uh, in short series. So yeah, I mean, all the things I that mean, we just... talked about that we talked about that in game three against Minnesota, the game we won nine to one. Sure, I mean that game, that game if if, if uh, Painey doesn't hit turn that double play up five to one, that's five to three or maybe five to four, and instead of getting their soft underbelly of their bullpen. We get their leverage guys, which we had no luck hitting, right? And then we're 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 white duckling it that entire game, right? And that was a yeah. game we won nine to one. And you say, 
hey, a little bit here or there could have made <clears throat> could have made a difference. And and you know, we've got two games now that uh that, that happened in the Rangers series and we've been on the bad side of both of them. We have. Um just looking at if we flip over to today's game, um five to four, the Rangers won. Um and and similarly, it's you know when we look at offensive numbers, right, or, or offensive performance, I like to think of it this way. All a guy can really do is hit the ball hard, right? Um, yes. I know, I am aware, as you are, that a softly hit flare that falls in for a hit, the result is more valuable than a line drive that is hit right at somebody with, a, with an expected batting average of 850. I understand that. Nobody would argue against that, okay? Um but all a guy can really do is hit the ball hard. He can't really have a whole lot of impact as to where it goes or where the defense is aligned and so on and so forth. Unless you're Tony Gwynn, right? <laughs> yeah, unless you're Tony Gwynn and 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 nobody really is. Um, so then today, you know, three of the four hardest balls hit were by the Astros. Uh, Alvarez had two home runs uh, and Kyle Tucker hit a ball 106 miles an hour and it was an out. It was a, a a line out. It's a hit seventy four percent of the time. It was an out today. Um, can you give me? A, can you give me their first inning? Give me their first inning rundown. I want to. I want the exit velos and the expected expected if you can on that for, for the Astros. For no, for the Rangers. For the Rangers when they scored four on us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Let's see. They, I'm looking at baseball savant for those of you that are unfamiliar. Uh, it doesn't put it in in order of the batting order, but I will say Simeon. I have, um, imagine let off. Yep. Uh, 90, 93 miles an hour, four seventy expected average. Seager okay. followed with a single, sixty seven miles an hour, but somehow a four fifty expected average. So that must have had to do with the launch angle. Um, then Framber error. Yeah, Robbie Grossman reached on an error at, on a ball that has a 120 expected batting average. So, so there's that. Um, again, just another glaring example of really bad timing, right? Really bad sequencing, yep. which we talk about a lot. Um, uh, Garcia hit a single at 98 Gar- miles. I think Gar- was Garver Gar- was next. I don't know. Uh, Garver okay. hit. One seventy nine miles an hour, nine ten expected average. Garcia ninety eight miles an hour, nine fifty expected average. Um, and then you had strikeouts with with Heim and Young. Um, that looks like so that's, that's the range. So they didn't hit a single. They didn't hit a single ball a hundred miles an hour there, right? In the first inning. Oh, he I'm sorry. A- Tavares uh, hit a flyout a hundred miles an hour. Which ended up ending the inning and no run scored, right? So yeah, they scored all their runs on a ball hit somewhere between a 120 bat expected batting average, 69 miles an hour, 78 miles an hour, and a couple of 98 mile an hour balls, which are, you know, 98 miles an hour, you hit the ball fairly solidly, especially if you hit our line drive. Um, so, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing sort of cheap about that. But, you know, I, I mean, you imagine a different world where, you know, one of those is a little bit more right at, like Tucker or whatever, and Framber doesn't make the error, and you're out of the inning without giving up a run, Andrew. Sure. No, I mean, I mean yeah, that, that's, that's not that's not like implausible. 
right? I mean, that kind of oh, thing happens all the time. Of course it does. I mean, this is what this is what we mean exactly when we say, yeah, it's baseball. I mean, it's it's a matter of sequencing and there as much as people are loath to admit it or acknowledge it, there is a lot of luck that goes into this. Both sometimes it works in your direction and sometimes it does not. Uh, so, you know, it's it's not like the Astros have been you know, thoroughly outplayed, but it also doesn't matter because the wins and losses over nine inning samples are what we call games, right? So <laughs> down, so down zero to two. Okay. So we did not expect going into the series that we were outclassed, did we? No, no, we don't. I, I, we did I, not say the Rangers are a better team than us. No. And I still don't think the Rangers are a better team. Wait, I, I, I think, and, I think they're pretty so, so even. With, yeah. Bear with me for a couple minutes. Okay. This All is, right. This this is the point I'm making, okay? So going into the series, we did not expect that we were outclassed, did we? No. And we said we said maybe they got a little bit better lineup. Maybe we got a little bit better lineup. I personally said I like our lineup a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, reasonable people could disagree with that, right? Yeah. Um, they've scored seven runs. We've scored four. We've hit three home runs. They've hit three home runs. Those are sort of like the measure of like – controlling everything you can control home runs right more so than anything else so we're tied there uh do you have the hit totals from the two games uh hit totals in game one texas had six houston had five in game two texas had eight houston had six so okay uh, 14 total for texas 11 total for houston and we talked to and we named you know a half dozen plays at least that the Astros had greater than 50% chance of being a hit, right? Sure. So it could have just as easily, I mean, it's 14, it's three to three in home runs, it's 14 to 11 and in hits. It could just as easy be 15 to 14 hits, right? I mean, yeah. it's just, it, it's razor close. So, you know, I think that's borne out as far as the hitters go. I, I mean, I think these are two evenly balanced lineups, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we said the starting rotation, um, you know, we don't know how AC our top two were. And our top two did not pitch really AC, right? I mean, you know, Verlander, uh, six and two thirds gave up um gave up two runs. Nothing wrong with that, but we talked about no swings and misses to speak of, only five strikeouts, not you know, vintage JV and, and Framber had a bad game. Whereas Montgomery was pretty good and yep. You know, Evaldi was fine. Nothing wrong with that. He's fine. The big difference, where was the Astros' big advantage, Andrew, that we talked about going in? Uh, You said it was the bullpen. I said that some projections would dictate that the bullpens are actually pretty much equal. The Astros' bullpen has been awesome. It has. That's right. We have not given up a run. We we did not give up a single base runner uh, yesterday, and... Presley had a guy on third, and I, I think France had a little bit of traffic on the bases in his two innings. Even Montero was pretty good. I told you I wasn't particularly worried about – like, Montero might not be in the trust tree, but I also, you know, didn't hate the idea of bringing him in. I said I might even trust him more than Chapman. Montero had a clean inning, and Chapman gave up a home run to Jordan, right? Yeah. So the difference is the Astros' bullpen has been awesome. Um. Uh, Two and a third plus six innings. I want to say we've gone almost almost a complete game with shutout, no runs, and, and no real traffic, and nothing to get the heartbeat really accelerated all that much, right? 
Yep. The Rangers bullpen has given up one run, so that's an advantage for the Astros over Rangers. Here's where here's where that falls apart, Andrew. We needed to make them pitch eight or nine innings out of the bullpen because they absolutely would not be able to do it the way we did. Right. Yeah, right. And instead, they got away with uh, two and the third innings yesterday, and they got away with three innings today. Yep. And even though we got to them a little bit, we um, we made things interesting a little bit yesterday. Um, at a couple times, there was some hard hit balls. There was stuff that you know could have gone our direction, and didn't that we talked about in game one that let them off their hook. We actually got a run in game two. You know, the ninth inning we had two warning track fly balls and a nice play by made by the Rangers on Yiner Diaz again, right? Yeah. And that ended up being a one-two-three inning. Uh, you know, that's that's their best guy. What if we're getting their fourth best guy, or what if we're getting their version of Montero? You know, I, I just I don't believe that that they'd be able to take that to the house. I I don't think they'd be able to get it there. But um, their starting pitchers, their two good starting pitchers, have done just enough to get them there, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. our bullpen, although it's been awesome, it's been a strength, it's been locked down. Um, we've been we've been too far behind when our bullpen comes yeah. and takes over, right? Yeah. So that's the story of the that's the story of the series right now. Um, who are they going to pitch in Game Three? Are they going with Scherzer? Maybe. I don't know if they've announced it. Have they? they no, they haven't. I, I'm sorry. When I said who are they going to pitch, I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. Who they I, think. I thought who do you think? I thought I was supposed to know. Um, no. 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 Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I don't. I don't know if Scherzer. I mean. I didn't think it was going to happen. And then a couple of days ago, they said all of a sudden, oh, yeah, Scherzer's, you know, um, he's ready. He says he's ready to go. I don't, I don't know. They're going to try to get 50 pitches out of Scherzer starting game three. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they're going to throw, they're going to throw Dunning out there. I uh, mean, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, I think, I think like I said, uh, he's a five and dive guy. They're going to bring Gray back after being on the shelf for three. I was going to say that's the other thing. Is Gray is Gray coming? But I haven't heard much about him. I don't know. I mean, you've got Haney and Dunning, right? As as yep. your as your alternatives, you got Scherzer and Gray. Um, if Gray's even available, I I wouldn't expect Gray. He's he'd be the last one of the four. I guess I would expect to go game three. I don't know how much does the calculus change with how you handle Scherzer, if at all, if you have I a think- two nothing lead. I think maybe because you have a two nothing lead, you throw Scherzer out there. Probably is what See, I do. You, you kind I of almost, do that as house money, maybe. I, I almost thought the opposite. I almost thought let's give him a little more time to rest because we don't need him right now, right? Yeah, but here's the problem: you got you don't want his first appearance to be Game Seven, correct? That's that's a good point. Yep. Uh, and and you know who you've got. You're fine with five and six. You've got, um, you know, their game one and game two starters for game five and six mm-hmm. on full normal normal rest. So I think sure, I think the play for Scherzer is game three when you're up two to nothing. It, it makes sense. I mean, I I, I see the logic for sure. Um, I I think although I mean maybe maybe he's not ready and maybe they were going to go to him in a desperate situation. I like, you know, I told you that I thought if Scherzer pitched that 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 was good news for the Astros. I certainly, you know, if I'm the Rangers, I feel like I can give him that two to nothing, that game up two to nothing and just see what happens mm-hmm. without like filling myself with existential dread 
if he goes out, pitches two innings, and is bad. Yeah. And the Astros win the game. Because if you're down one or if you're down 2 0, that's a disaster, right? If he's sure. not good. And if it's 1 1, you know, it's still pretty, pretty subpar um, if that's the way it goes down. But up to nothing, you know, no one's really all that worried about that, are they? If you lose to go down 2 1, you still got sort of home field advantage and, and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I, I I guess we'll probably hear something on Tuesday uh, as to who, yeah. Well, they you know they, who's going to start. They've got to make they've got to make their starter available uh, to the media. Okay. So um, so we'll know. So we'll know. Um, but but regardless, whoever they choose, they're probably not going more than five innings, right? And they're and you might not even count on them for that. Probably, um, but. But who knows? I mean, yeah, that that's where the smart money would be. Um, so we're gonna get, we're gonna make them record somewhere between twelve and eighteen outs for us out of their bullpen. Hopefully. You saw the Astros. You saw the Astros bullpen take care of eighteen outs like it was nothing today, yeah. right? Yep. And yep. and I don't think they can replicate that. I don't think I, they think they can replicate that other than, you know, just, hey, we're riding the heater. Uh, of course, it'll yeah. keep going, which heaters never last forever, right? Well, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I we'll see. Um, but that, I guess the story going in, you know, going to Arlington is that, um, you know, it's, it's pretty much a, <laughs> a must-win game for the Astros in game three. If you go down 3-0, the odds of winning four in a row are obviously very, very uh, long. Uh, you, know, to... you, say, you, you say that, but look yeah. at 2020. We were down 3 nothing against Tampa. Mm-hmm. We came back and tied it, and that was a really good Tampa staff. Mm-hmm. If we if we come back, if we were down 3-0 and we came back and we made it 3-3, and you've got Javier going against, um, again, they're going to have the same question answer for game seven if it got there. That they do for game three, right? Yeah. You like our odds, other than the fact that we're at Minute Maid Park and we can't freaking win there, seemingly. Um, yeah. Just bizarre I, season I, continues. I mean, I, I, again, I know, but yes, but that's anecdotal, right? And the long sure. odds is true, objectively, that if you're down 3 0, you're almost certainly not going to win that series. And the Astros didn't win that series, right? No, I'd, I'd give the Astros, if we were down 3-0, I'd give the Astros something like a 5 to 10% chance, Ooh, which normally even, I would That even team, seems aggressive. I'd say like a that, two, that, 2 or 3. <laughs> that is aggressive because normally you would say like 0% chance or, you know, the Red Sox did it that one time. Yeah. I would be aggressive with that, um, and I'd say somewhere between 5 and 10. Um because really what it is is you got to win one game and it's 50-50, right? And then you got to win the next game, so that's one and four. And then the next one is one and eight, and then one and 16. So the odds would tell you that it's about 4%. Yeah. But the fact, you know, the fact that we have been as good as them all year and we've been as good as them this series would tell me that, you know, that's why the – that's why I'd say five to ten percent odds. Whereas usually the reason it's game over is because you go down three nothing and it's like pretty clear who's the better team at that point in time, right? The way it's playing out. Yeah. And we just haven't had a play out where we've been, you know, dominated or anything like that. We've we've you know, we've played about equally. We've done you know, here's what it boils down to, man. Defense. This Astros yeah. team, yeah, defense has been a calling card for us. Game one. 
they didn't make the play in Abreu and get, gave them a run, and they made five or six plays on us that we <laughs> we talked about. Game two, um, they score five, we score four. One of theirs was unearned. Yeah. That's it. You know, the 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 this Astros team that turned balls into outs um like magic at an otherworldly rate throughout that entire thing. You know, you t- some of it's taking away the shift, some of it's guys getting older, some of it's less athletic guys, you know, um, some of it's just you gotta, you know, when you're playing Abreu and Alvarez and Brantley and Bregman. You know, you're playing a bunch of guys that are Altuve. You're playing a bunch of guys that have like seriously cut down mobility, right? Yeah. yeah. And we can't. And the nerd cave doesn't get to move them around like a magic joystick anymore, positioning them. Right. So, you know, that's part of what happened there. And and you know, they hats off to them. Look, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we got screwed. I'm not saying no. that we got unlucky. I'm just saying we didn't get seriously outplayed. That's they right. made the plays when they needed to. We didn't. This game, could, we could have just just as easily been going up there two to nothing. Yeah, it, I, what you're saying is that the Astros haven't really done anything fundamentally wrong. I mean, Framber was, right. was not good today, but you know, again, a lot of that was sequencing of single after single, and and that's I'm not saying that's all entirely luck or or well, he he made the error right, the, he and, and the he made the error really right, opened at, up the floodgates at absolutely the worst time, right, and and yeah, that's what that's what ultimately did it in uh, did him in 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 game two. Um, but yeah, I mean, yes to, to all of that. Um, I, you know, it's, it's discouraging because the Astros are now faced with a situation where they have to win four out of five to win the series. Right. And that's, um, always fairly unlikely, not impossible, but, um, I like our pitch. I like our pitching advantage is better in four of the five games. The only game I don't like us, uh, for pitching advantage is Framber against, uh, Baldy. Yeah. Um, Right, and that could really go either way. But I don't, you know, I could, Framber could be good. Framber, right? I mean, we we've seen we've seen him uh, throw a no hitter, and we've seen him throw seven no hit innings, and we've seen a couple other really good starts. But we've seen mostly mostly bad Framber in the last yeah. half of the year, right? I mean, but, but to your point, I mean, you've kind of already summarized how I envision the series anyway, Gabe, because I I, I think. You know, we we said this going into the series that at least I do. I think these teams are more or less even, uh, which means you could you could equate it to a coin flip. And that means in any given game, both teams have about the same 50 50 chance of winning. Right. Uh, And if they are equal and to your to your example, the Astros have what about you said a one in 16 shot at at actually coming back from an coming coming back from an 03. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit better than that to come back from from O two, but um, you know if you're flipping a coin and you get tails the first two times, it does not make it more likely to get tails the third time, or you know, or it, it, it each is its own instance, which could also be said for these games, right? And so I I said Astros in seven uh, before the series started. If I had to predict today, I would I would I would change that. <laughs> <laughs> just because what would, you, I, what would you predict today no i'd say uh rangers and six six not yeah. five huh 
No, right, two and well, two and two and two the rest of the way, right? That would be Rangers that, and six. Uh, because I wouldn't because I very much think that they are they are even teams. That means we gotta go up there and win two to get the to get it back to Minute Maid. But the way we've been playing at home, we really have to go go up there and win three. Let's just let's just recreate Sherman burning down the south and marching to the sea again, like we did um against the Rangers in early September, right? Which was the high point of the season by far, wouldn't you say? It was. Um uh, yeah, let's do that. I mean, I don't think I don't expect that. Um, because that's not replicable necessarily but um but, but, but would it surprise you at all in a three-game set yeah <laughs> would it surprise you at all if we saw a repeat of the 2019 world series not that we want the outcome but where the astros lost the first two games at home and then won three in a row in uh dc no, no. i, I wouldn't, wouldn't be i wouldn't least. be like i i don't expect it but i would not be like stunned if the astros won the next three games it's uh it, it point is it's not Nothing's lost, even though, like I said, I would change my prediction today just because I would play the odds. I still said Astros in seven, which is still very much in play. Um, uh, but they're, you know, they 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 are reducing their margin of error with each game so far. <laughs> I'm gonna, pre- I'm gonna pretty keep significantly. The in, Andrew, I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to say Astros in seven. Okay. Which would mean um, we would have to win at least one game at Minute Maid Park, which just seems like quite a chore right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'll, I'll stick. I'll stick with Astros and seven, just because why? Why change it now? But like I said, if if you had a gun to my head today, I'd say Rangers and six because I would play the odds and say you know they'll probably split the next four, and that means the Rangers will win the series. Um, and that's where we're at. So, um, any closing thoughts gabe before we uh uh, go into the next at least two games in arlington yes i hate everything i hate (laughs) sports it's a stupid (laughs) stupid way for us to spend our yeah okay it really is sorry i don't want anyone to think that i'm dodging this it wasn't part of the main point yainer struck out with the bases loaded Mm. Then altuve struck out with the bases loaded and then bregman made an out we had the bases loaded no outs and you know much like the UTOU game, when you can't score from first and goal at the one, it's going to come back to haunt you all the time. When you can't score with the bases loaded, it's going to come back to haunt you all the time. With I mean, the bases just, loaded and nobody the way out, it works. right? The bases, ba- that's what I mean. With the yeah. bases loaded and no one else. That, that is yeah. always going to haunt you. Yep. And that was, you know, they pinched it for Maldonado um, with Yainir, which I wanted. But what I really wanted was Yainir to play. 70 or 80 percent of the time and not be on the bench literally for almost the entire last month where he's been iced and then you know Altuve is I I think Sparky said on the air that Altuve his worst scenario you know any any base on bases loaded bases no one out one out two out three out whatever the only time he hits below 250 is with the bases loaded. He's like a career 210 hitter, right? Mm. And um, you know, then then you know, wrong sequencing, wrong order. They made an error, but we didn't make it to on Pena's ball. They made an error to, yeah. to be the third person to load the bases, but we didn't make them pay for that error. Nope. And you know, we um, we we just you almost. Forget all the stuff I said about 
how close it was and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's all true. Okay, that's all true. Yes. I don't back down from any of that. You deserve to lose the freaking game when you can't get a run home with the bases loaded in the both, period all, all, both, and the full stop end of story. Both of those can be true at, yep, at the same that's time. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's I right. completely agree. By, by saying things like sequencing and, you know, they've hit the ball just as hard and et cetera and so forth. Like that is true, but it also does not change the fact that I agree with you when you have the bases loaded, nobody out and you cannot squeak like get a single run out of that then five to one if you hit the you, yeah. you can hit into a double play and score a run they're giving yep. you an out at that point in time sure. right sure and who knows you know i mean the butterfly effect would yeah jordan still have hit a eighth inning home run if it was a one-run game as opposed to a two-run game how do they pitch differently i mean you can't say that if we would have hit in a double play there um scored one run that we would have def that we'd still be playing at five to five but maybe Maybe it, I, I, we had a better chance nice than with no out. runs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been nice to find out. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, so I, it's just, it sucks, man. It sucks. And I hate it. <laughs> and your guy, Chaz made two huge, awful outs in the game, mm-hmm. um, in really important situations. I got Yiner punched out. He made the left or he made a, you know, out in the ninth inning, um, on like it's a good play, you said forty nine percent likelihood yeah. of a of, of a, hit. a hit. You know that's that's buzzard's luck a little bit, but sure. you know he had a he had a one that was sixty seven percent chance yesterday of being a hit. That's buzzard's luck, but he sure did damn well strike out. Yep, um, swinging at you know swinging at a ball off the plate like what he you know what he's prone to do, and um, you know that was that was a difference in the game. Right. And so, ah, man, it's awful. It's terrible. It sucks. Everything is, everything is awful and terrible. And we should not like sports. They're done. I don't know why we do this to ourselves. Here's the thing, Andrew. There's only one truly satisfying conclusion to a season, right? Yes. And there's 30 teams. So at best, at best, you got about, I don't know, 10, 12, 15% chance. If the math was all even, you've got like a 3% chance of being happy at the end of the year. Why do we invest so daggum much of our lives? No, no. I, in something I actually, that has a 3% chance of, of paying off for us. I actually disagree with you about that. And this will be a topic for an off-season episode. But I would I would argue that there are there are outcomes with which you could be yeah, teased yeah. that are not World Series I, titles. I, I because I had lots I of them before 2017. I would also argue it's the paradox of fandom uh, that post-2017, we can never get back to being satisfied with multiple outcomes, right? It's it, 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 not it's, uh, not with this generation, right? I mean, this right. Generation you have to have a, a turnover. You have to have, to have a complete right. turnover before... And that's why with each successive year, the Astros in, in ways have become more frustrating to watch even throughout the regular season. Again, this is a, this is a topic I have a lot of thoughts on that we'll dive deep into. That is really, uh, I mean, in that is interesting. Yeah. I, I look forward, I look forward to that podcast. You know, my second favorite year as a UT fan, you know what it was? I Everyone don't know. Knows the first year was 2005, 1998. Yeah. Because four it was a, it was a turnaround, right? That's right. Makovic went four and seven. We hired Matt Brown. Ricky Williams won a Heisman, and we beat A and M. We beat Oklahoma, and we beat Jackie Sherrill in the bowl game. 
That's right. And we ended Nebraska's. We ended Nebraska's fifty-five game winning streak. It was a great. It was no a great one thought season. that was going to happen. Nobody cared <laughs> that they that they went up to Lubbock and lost to Tech. I mean, we cared right a little bit, but like it did not ruin the season uh, as it would four years later in two thousand two when the same thing happened. Right? It was. The standard changed. Um, if, if we go nine and three, I will go berserk and I will break shit and I will like yell at people and cuss people and I will be in a bad mood for like two solid months. All right. If we well, go nine and three this year, and that's my second favorite UT season ever. When we went nine yeah. and three. Yeah. Um, all right, Gabe. I don't think anyone cares about our favorite UT seasons, but um, I I I hear you, and we'll we'll dive into that in the off season. In the meantime. Uh, We'll see how the team regroups. They've been better on the road all season long. The last time they were in Arlington, they bludgeoned that team. Uh, we'll see if, uh, I don't think they'll replicate that, but we'll see if they can at least just win. I mean, I guess at this point you would take two out of three in Arlington. Uh, I think, but I, I think I really, we're going to have another, sorry, go ahead. I really want all three. <laughs> I think we're going to have, a, I can tell you this. I believe right now that we will have another preview podcast i do not okay. think that our next podcast will be you don't think this series is, on the season. is ending in arlington i do not believe the series is ending in arlington i think we're going to have a recap and a preview podcast and look man just i'm like pe- this one i'm petty if they're going to lose the series at least don't give the fans the satisfaction of seeing their team do it at home right that was yeah, and yeah. I, I am a petty petty person like that let's let's do it in houston let's lose it in houston I'll- also, I sold my game six season tickets for fifteen hundred dollars, so I would mm. like uh, to go ahead and put that money in my pocket. <laughs> in addition to your pettiness, I have a large financial stake in that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, wow, okay, all right. So that's what we're that's what we're pulling for. All right, sir. Well, we will be back after the series concludes in Arlington. Um, after the Arlington games conclude, one way or another. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be back to preview the final couple of games of the series. But until then, try not to um, try not to be so glum, Gabe. Nothing but surrender cobras and OU kid meme crying for me. And so we win another okay. baseball game. All right, all right. Well, we you'll make it through, I'm sure, and we'll talk again. Catch you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>